1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: And there's nothing better. Let me just tell you, you guys know this. The ones that have been around, there's nothing better than having two tough quarterbacks. One is great, and then two is even greater, man. that's a great thing.
2: Hey, great team win today, everybody. Coach said it. everybody had a part in this. Get off your feet these next few days. Come ready to go next week. Chiefs on three. One, two, three. Tighten up, tighten up. I just want to say one thing. The week that we put together,
0: that's what showed up out there. We worked our ass off. So, man, let's do that sh- each and every day, man. Don't take. No moment for granted, you know what I'm saying? Because that's sh- right there, that's what we showed
2: up all week, all week. It showed up out there, man, so don't get it twisted. It's on us. It's on us. You don't care, you don't care what they throw at you any way, shape, or form. You just walk on the field take your business. And the whole world knows that now. Love you guys. All right, we talked to last night. They're the best home playoff. 13 I love it. Recommit yourself right now. Every single day matters. It's all about one game right now. One game, and that's in Philly. The only thing that matters is 49ers. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let it go, three. One, One, two, three.
1: Ah! Holy cow, the table is set. Can we start the conference championship games today, right now? Can we just fast forward to Sunday? Two awesome games still to come to determine the participants of Super Bowl 57. The show is PFT Live, presented by Google Pixel. Learn more at GoogleStore.com. Hello to our audience watching on Peacock, listening on SiriusXM85, watching eventually on Sky Sports NFL, and listening at some point, inevitably and hopefully via podcast, wherever your podcasts are. A man that I spent way too much time with this weekend, including a very long dinner during which... Much food was eaten, and many drinks were consumed. Yes, they were. Christopher David Sims. Hey, hey, Slugger. How are you? I'd how like
2: you? to say great to see you again, but I've had enough of you. Yeah, good, good. You you did it. You know you enjoyed it. It's all right. Just admit it. All right. How you doing? You, you do okay? You got home okay yesterday? I know you had some issues uh, with your travel, so I just wanted to make sure you got in the seat in time for 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Did you make it? First of all, I do enjoy being around
1: you. Thanks. You are a lot of fun. You make me laugh. <laughs> Thank you make you. me smile. I'm happy when I'm with you, <laughs> except when you bring in that damn meat hook and clamp it just above my knee with that Vulcan death grip it's a good one. that digs into the bone. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I really enjoy that, and I hope you do it all the time. You can thank Aunt uh, Wendy anyway, for that. You can uh, thank
2: Aunt Wendy. That was her move. That was, yeah, that's what she used to do when wow. she was like when I was a little kid. She'd give me the Vulcan death grip, right? So that's what I've always called it, and uh, yeah, that's all her. And she's your buddy. I mean, nobody's your biggest fan. She'd probably be mad at me to know that I gave you the Vulcan death grip, but uh, she might giggle at it too. I'd like to know what you did to deserve it as a kid because <laughs> it's not like –
1: I'm going to tickle you. It's I'm going to put you in an excruciating amount of pain. I mean, was that what
2: they did to you when you used to pee off the porch? Is that how they stopped you
1: from peeing off the porch?
2: <laughs> well, it, was, it was more probably like when I was sitting next to the cat on the couch with there and making some smart ass ca- comment or something like that, you know, being a pain in the butt. Yeah, that's usually when one of, the, one of the meat clamps came over there and got me and Aunt Wendy. And then it became like a whole family thing. So it's like a move everybody in the family does now. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to be part of your family then. <laughs> <I can't> take,
1: <laughs> don't worry. I, I can't imagine you're getting right. it from your dad. Uh, if, if you can if you can slap it like that, Phil, I've seen that guy do 20-plus pull-ups at 65. I don't want the yeah, you want it. death don't grip mess from him. And God, I just have a – God, I hope he's not in Phoenix because I bet he's going to come up to me and give me the Vulcan death grip now and you're going to put him up to it. Anyway, uh, yeah, yesterday was long travel day. I'm not going to complain about it, though. It was a long day involving multiple attempts to get from Detroit to Pittsburgh. I could have walked home faster than strike one, strike two, strike three. First plane, first plane. They decided that instead of waiting any longer, they'd move everybody to another plane to Pittsburgh. So we moved to that plane. We sat on that plane for well over an hour before they realized they couldn't get the door closed. Meanwhile, the plane they moved us off of arrived and left, and then we get off of the second plane, and it was a couple more hours until finally, finally, another plane to Pittsburgh, which also was delayed and had to be de-iced. I can deal with the de-icing. I'd rather de-ice than not de-ice, obviously, this time of year because it was snowing, too, but this was all mechanical stuff. But miracle of modern technology, thank you, Google Pixel, able to watch YouTube TV. Able to watch most of Bill's Bengals and all of. Didn't miss a snap of Cowboys 49ers, even though the game started while I was still just about exiting the Pittsburgh airport. So Holy crap. And, and today, let me tell you, I was so tired today that I couldn't move as quickly as I usually do. Yeah, yeah. And it occurred to me at one point, I think I'm going to be late for the start of the show. And I don't care. If I am, <laughs> I
2: am. That's when you know you're tired. I just don't That's care. That's when you have physical exhaustion. Yeah, jo- you're just like, I don't care. All right, I'm, if, I'm doing my best. If I don't, I mean, <laughs> what are they going
1: to do? Are they going to fire me? I don't care. If I'm late, I'm late. So I did make it just in the nick of time. 45 seconds to go when I clamped in to the uh, IFB. And uh, off we go. So uh, how about you? I assume it was nice
2: and smooth because, you
1: know, they have direct flights from Kansas City to LaGuardia or JFK, wherever you flew in. It
2: was, but it, I got up early. You know, I mean, it was a 6 six a.m. flight, right? So it it's just where we had a, in a long week, long day. You know, we were out in the cold for – you know, four plus hours, I think when you, you know, maybe five hours out there in Kansas city. So just, yeah, from that standpoint, I was just tired yesterday. And then, Hey, you, we had a little, you know, group dinner, have a few drinks that you didn't show up for at, you know, watch the Eagles giants game. We did all that 11 hours with you is enough. And that was enough. All right. So, you know, that went to bed a little late, had a drink or two with the coworkers you know, so like yesterday was going to, you know, slept on like four hours of sleep and then got home, took a little nap, but then it was time for a pregame show, Bills Bangles. And, you know, so I'm, I'm tired as hell today, but going on adrenaline and it's football adrenaline and yesterday was great. It really was. It was awesome to be sitting on the couch watching the games and, you know, both had everything you needed. Uh, both were, you know, one was surprising, one was not. Um, and we'll, we'll dive into that here soon.
1: Yesterday was going to be a big test of my my desire to stay committed to my workout routine because I was going to have about two hours before Bill's Bengals started. And I thought, you know, I'll get home about one, and then we'll see. We'll see how committed are you to keeping yourself in the appropriate physical shape and cardiovascular and all that stuff. I don't do a lot of lifting. I do a little bit, but mainly it's that 60 minutes of intense bike riding that I do every day that I'm home. And I was like, gee, am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Well, we didn't have to find out. <laughs> Problem solved. I got home just before halftime of the Cowboys 49ers game. So there was no workout yesterday and there was no guilt when I decided not to do it. Uh, plenty of guilt rattling around the Cowboys organization today or feelings of regret, remorse, whatever you may. And, and this is a, this is the, you know, I had, this was part of the talk I had with my son last week after he was still... And I think he's, although I think he realizes that, like, there's no way the Vikings would have won this weekend if they had played the 49ers. But early last week, I said it hurts more. I heard Steve Young say this years ago. It hurts more the higher you go when you finally get bounced. Sure. And it hurts the teams that lost this week, and I think far more than if they had lost last week in the wild card round. And it had to hurt the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys gave the 49ers a better game than I thought they would. I was still stunned the line was only four. I thought the 49ers were a seven to 10 point proposition in this game. I thought the 49ers would have an easier day, but right out of the gates, I don't know if you, I assume you noticed this. Right out of the gates, I mean, the Cowboys were aggressive to the ball, they were hitting, they played the 49ers the way the 49ers play everybody else. A-
2: agreed. It's really one of the things that was out there throughout the day, and I kind of, you know, even talking to my wife. My wife got to see the Cowboys in person earlier this year. She knew how impressive you were. they were. Remember, it was the game, the Monday night game against the Giants. Her, her and my son were like, the Cowboys seem bigger and faster than the Giants. Well, yeah, they are. But I agree with you, Mike. They were flying around the football field. And I think that was the great thing about that matchup. We had two teams that had, you know, a lot of freaky players across the board. And we know Dallas, a momentum team. You know, those many alpha male, I can do it myself, forget the scheme, I can make a play, do that. They rise to the occasion more times than not in those situations. They do. And you're right, Mike. There was some hitting. They were all over some of the Shanahan tricks, the speed sweeps, the screens, all of that. None of that was available. They did a lot of admirable things. They did. Ultimately, it's what we talked about a little, and we'll dive into this more, but the size of the 49ers, their lack of size on Dallas's defensive line started to get worn out little by little, uh, but yeah, the game's got a lot to unpack here, Mike, and um, 49ers won it. They're tough. We know that. They're one of the best teams in football, but... Uh, Dallas is, you know, hung toe to toe with them. There's no question about that.
1: Forty ers now in the NFC Championship for the third time in four seasons. Twelve straight wins for a team that began three and four. Yeah, seven and zero technically for Brock Purdy as a starter, but it's really eight and zero because he came in and won that Dolphins game at some point in the first quarter when Jimmy Garoppolo suffered his injury. And Purdy was the big question mark. Obviously, how does he perform? With each elevation right. from wild card to divisional to championship game, is he going to become the weak spot for the 49ers? And he's done nothing, nothing to suggest that he's incapable of rising to the occasion. And every time that he checks a box, it gives him more confidence when the pressure gets higher the next round. And so, I mean, pressure would, he's never yeah. seemed to wilt at all. The worst, the worst moment... That we saw from him was his first throw of the Seahawks game where the ball slipped out of his hands. And you can go one of two ways there. You can say, well, you know, the, right.
2: the chariots turned into a pumpkin or you can just shake it off and move on. And he shook it off and moved on. I, I agree. I mean, yeah, he's got great composure. Uh, he has not looked like a deer in the headlights. You know, he's taken advantage of what's there to be had. And really, Mike, I mean, honestly, that's where I want to, and part of what we saw yesterday, too, not a lot of great plays, right? It wasn't a sexy win, but I I think that was, like, the biggest thing that I came away with. That, That was a game where, you know, I think Kyle Shanahan showed great maturity and patience as a head coach, about as much as I've ever seen, you know, and I know he's my friend. He's my my friend. He's awesome coach. All that we know. He's usually ultra aggressive and goes after it and make plays. And we're gonna just keep pressing you with unbelievable scheme and everything that way. You know, that was a game yesterday. You know, to kind of what you're talking about with Brock Purdy. No big mistakes. Played within himself. I thought Shanahan helped him get there. I, I think Shanahan and the 49ers played a game where they went. You know what? We maybe could be sexy and have make big plays. And and put out a lot of highlights, but if we do that, there might be a risk with that, and that might be wait. I've dropped back to pass too many times, and now Michael Parsons get a strip sack, or you know what we saw in the game happen once or twice, where a ball got tipped, and you know Trayvon Diggs almost has an interception. Plays like this, where you know, yeah, it's a great play, but it's by the skin of your teeth, and that could have been a disaster as well. So that's where I thought Shanahan was great here. He was patience. The run game wasn't killing it, but he stayed with it. But the one thing he wasn't going to let go happen, and the one thing I think he thought where his team maybe was at a disadvantage was that great Cowboys pass rush. And he did a great job, I thought, of kind of playing the game right way to win the football game and not necessarily win, oh, wow, points from everybody in the media. And I thought that that was impressive to me, you know, being a football guy and a friend of Kyle Shanahan. And the bottom line
1: is he understood the quality of the opponent.
2: Right, and he exactly. He
1: respected them. He saw what they did Monday night in Tampa right. Bay. And he knew that from a physicality standpoint, the Cowboys came very close to matching the 49ers. Agreed. What the 49ers do all the time. And that's why I'm excited about 49ers equals because those are the two ultimate that's right, physical- right. Kick your butt, teams! Yeah. Right now, balanced on both sides of the ball, so right. that one's going to be fun, and uh, it'll be here before well, well, we know it. Purdy also, this is amazing. Yeah. Joins Joe Flacco and Mark Sanchez as the only rookies to win two playoff starts in the same season. Flacco well, did it in two thousand eight. Sanchez did it with the Jets in two thousand nine, and now Purdy has a chance to win playoff start number three.
2: Similar team, like similar team formula, right? And those that right, great defenses can run the ball. Hey, quarterback, just make a few plays for us here and there. Kind of be clutch, right? Uh, That's what it is. I think the 49ers are that, but to a greater level. I mean, better than that Ravens team we're talking about or the Jets team, right? Um, But, yeah, some similarities there. And then I think when you add in the Shanahan tricks and the talent that – you know, the 49ers have an off- offense that makes them more dangerous. You know, the 49ers, I think, are more talented than those Jets or Ravens teams that they didn't have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. I know that. So uh, that's where, it, yeah, you're right about this weekend's awesome. And, and Mike, to, to my point, you know, I know you and I were texted a little at the end of the first half, right? You know, we were, uh, why aren't the 49ers going after it here, right? Dak Prescott throws the interception, which is a huge moment in the game. Both the Dax interceptions were huge moments in the football game, and uh, in a, in a one-score type of game. But right, the 49ers, hey, Greg Olson, everybody's questioning, wait, why are they doing this? But I, I you know, I know I texted you like because remember that one play right before they kicked the field goal Michael Parsons got there and almost stripped Brock Purdy I think they were being conservative and just going hey we're going to be smart and if we got to go in 6 to 6 that's fine uh hopefully we can go 9-6 and they played it right it was i it reminded me of New Englandy almost we're just going to win the game we don't care what it looks like and that's where i want to give the 49ers some credit well and their defense
1: yet again right. proving that it is and Elite. why it is the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The key has always been just keep those guys healthy because they are badasses who play with reckless abandon and no regard for their own physical condition. And you can and will get injured that way. But they've managed. And I think that's the big key. Yeah. There's no injury concern. Somebody said last night, maybe Christian McCaffrey's banged up a little bit. We saw his touches go down in the second half. And, but he battles through everything. Right And and uh, even if he is a little banged up, I think he'll be good to go. And Elijah Mitchell was running hard down the stretch as well. That's right. He had a gaffe we'll talk about coming up. Yeah. It almost, almost cost the 49ers. Um, but that defense with those two interceptions. Right, they were huge. The first one was like a – that first one – Was what the F? You know, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't have that in this moment. No, right. Like, what are you looking at? What are you throwing at? And I know he had Eric Armstead in his face. Yeah. But you just
2: can't pull the trigger on this one. No, that's right. See throws, right? These are things, too, that probably should have known through context clues just as he's dropping back what the coverage is. thats one's unmistakable. This one's not much better. It's not. You know, again, not seeing the throw, not seeing the full field, kind of just taking weight. I think this is what they're in. He should be one on one with the backer, and then not seeing the full scope of what the coverage is. And Jimmy Ward's down there. I think, hey, the 49ers, they play a lot of quarters. I'm guessing that's quarters where he's kind of, they end up bracketing the guy there. Or maybe it is a bracket and a double team. I, you know, I got to see the film. But either way, those are two costly decisions. You're right. And again, it's a game that was 19 to 12. That first interception, three points for the 49ers. Second interception, take three points, I think, off the board. We don't know with Brett Marr. Mar. I mean, that was a, a thing true. yesterday. But either way, it gave three more points to the to, – so you could say that was a, a, a three-point swing, a six-point swing, whatever you want, but certainly huge differences in the game, both of those turnovers, Mike. And just, yeah, $45 million a year superstar quarterback, uh, those are ones that are hard to swallow.
1: Well, and – it is hard to make great decisions all the time when you have Nick Bosa, Eric. Alston, yeah, they got some big dudes in front of in your right, face. Right. That that makes it a challenge to no process question. the information, and you've almost got to get to the point where we know Tom Brady has been for years, and where Joe Burrow already is, where you know where you're throwing the ball before you even have it. Yeah, you just know your rid of it emergency it plan, right? Where right. you have. Yeah, where where you have Eric Armstead in your face, forcing the issue, and you really there's nothing you can do at this point other than get rid of the ball and take the hit that Dak took after he got rid of it. But, oh, overall throughout the day, the Forty ers defense did what it needed to do. And I, 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 you know, somebody asked me about it on Saturday. What, what do you think about the Cowboys? Well, I just you know look, Dak had such a great game on Monday night. Just because you have one great game doesn't mean. Every game you play after that is going to be great. There's too much inconsistency with the Cowboys offense, too much inconsistency with Dak. Cowboys fans are up in arms about Dak now. They were trending throughout the trade Dak, bench Dak, this Dak, that Dak. I mean, you know, I, I, Hey, I know the feeling when you have a quarterback that can take you so far, but not any farther. The difference is Dak takes them to the point where they bump against the conference championship game. Kirk Cousins takes the Vikings to the point where they bump against the divisional round game. And one time got to it and got splattered by the 49ers as they would have yesterday. Right. If they had made it to that game. Yeah. So what, what, you know, hey. again, what do you do? What do you, if you're the Cowboys, what do you do? What can you do? And I was astounded by this. Everybody knows it's been 27 now, at least 28 years since the Cowboys have been to the conference championship game. I went back, and I counted up the seasons and the conference championship appearances, 95 previous and 96 forward. Yeah. I'd never done that. Right. It wasn't hard to do, which qualified me to do it. And I still have checked it two or three times because there was a chance I was going to screw something up. The conference championship format started 1970 with the merger. Jeez. So in the 27, 26, 26 seasons, 26 seasons. What is it? 1970 10? to 1995. The, the Cowboys were in. 14 times. Yeah, I was going to say
2: 12, right. 14 times
1: out of 26. It's amazing. 14.
2: (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs)
1: 27 years since then. Zero. Again, you go back to me after the Cowboys beat Brett Favre and the Packers January 14, 1996, the day that Jim Harbaugh almost beat the Steelers with a Hail Mary. I was at that game got home in time to see the tail end or second half or whatever of Cowboys Packers. If you had told me at that moment, just three days before I found out my wife was pregnant with my 26-year-old son, that the Cowboys would not play in a conference championship game until January 2024 at the earliest, I would have said, you, sir, are crazy. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I would bet everything I own that that doesn't happen. And it's happened. And who knows when they're going to make it. Who knows how long this streak's gonna last?
2: Yeah, well, who knows? They're knocking on the doorstep. They're close, and and and, and yes, uh, cowboy fans, come on, let's not go to Crazyville. It wasn't great yesterday. I understand that. It's oh. been. It, I need company. Well, I need company. I know you want company. I'm still
1: living there well, after
2: Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, I I hear you. I hear you. And but but you know, to your and what you said. What are the better options out there? Dak Prescott's still really good. You're still in the Super Bowl conversation every year. Almost there in Dallas right now. They need to do some things about the team to help out too. I mean, again, who? We, no, we, like, I don't know. I mean, I, most smart po- football people I knew they certainly weren't picking the Cowboys to win the game. So, uh, and then wait, wait. So let me just go down this because I want to defend Dak for a minute here. We, we, like, who are we going to take? The 49ers offense or the Cowboys offense? We know who we're taking. We know. We're taking Debo and Ayuk over any duo that's on Dallas. We're taking Kittle over Dalton Schultz. We're taking the running backs over Dallas's, right? So everybody, we're taking the offensive line of the Niners over Dallas's. We're taking the 49ers defense over Dallas. So, again, that was an uphill climb yesterday. Just because they had a star in their helmet didn't mean they were just going to win the game. They were playing a better team. They played really good. In a lot of ways, he made some big mistakes. There's no doubt. He they could, they gotta help him a little bit too. Now, one of the things, Mike, that I thought like was another after the two interceptions, the next biggest thing that happened in the game for me was what Tony Pollard getting hurt. When he got hurt, I went, oh damn, you know that's gonna be tough. He seems like the only guy that can break a tackle and do something outside the realm of the playbook. So I'm sorry, I just wanted to stick up for Dak a little bit because I did see some of that on social no. media too and all that.
1: Right. And, and I've got no issue with Dak. I'm yeah. talking about the organization.
2: Yeah, I hear you there. I know you. No, they, I know, they've Mike. Got, they've I know. got a guy yeah. that
1: they clearly want to keep in Dak. And he, he's earned every penny of his contract. But organizationally, yeah. they just can't get past this. And somebody's got to lead them past it. You either have to have a quarterback who leads you past it. You have to have the supporting cast. You have to have the coaching. And, yeah, the Tony Pollard injury – Hurts badly, especially him. Yeah. He's a free agent now. Yeah, He's completed his rookie contract, and he's got a broken fibula. So it's a three-month recovery. That plays into the Cowboys' hands. That makes it cheaper for the Cowboys to keep him. Which is one of the unfortunate realities from a business standpoint of the NFL. Yeah, that's tough. Whatever someone was plotting and planning to do when it comes to maybe making a run for Tony Pollard, you're just not going to do it now because there's too many other running backs out there. And there's a crop of them every year coming out of college. You can get in any round of the draft, every round of the draft, or undrafted who can come in if they've got the three key attributes. You can block for them. You can trust them to hold on to the football. And you can trust them to not get the quarterback killed in blitz pickup. That's it. And there's there's so many guys that can do it. But it's just a shame. Yeah. Because Tony Pollard was setting himself up for something. Right. Whether with Dallas or with another team. So that that always hurts. It reminds me of the OBJ-torn ACL last year in the Super Bowl. You get to the point where you're right on the brink of getting a financial reward. And it's that one injury. And that's why we always say get paid what you can, while you can, when you can. But, Chris, here's the other reality. Yeah, Dan Quinn in the mix for multiple coaching jobs. If he's gone... Right. What happens with that defense? I know. We saw what it was like with Mike Nolan. I mean, for crying out loud, Mike Nolan was Mike McCarthy's hire. That was the guy when he had a whole year off to plan. What am I going to do? What, who am I going to hire? I'm t- Mike Nolan. And that defense was pure and complete crap right. in 2020, the first season for Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. And and that's last year, it's like they, they seemed like the 85 Bears last year just because they weren't crap anymore. Yeah, they right. weren't great last year. No, they, they were weren't. great this year. Right. It helps have Michael Parsons, but, you know, Chris, it could be that McCarthy's got to find somebody else to run that defense, whether it's internal or it's somebody finds externally. But that could be the next order of business as you try yeah. to hold
2: this thing and then add to it and get to the point where you can get to a conference championship. Yeah, that, that's right. I Hopefully they can keep it together. We'll see. I mean, yeah, Dan Quinn's going to be a hot candidate. We know that. He's done a great job. You know, he, he deserves another chance. So I'm, I, I understand all of that. Uh, hopefully if a Dan Quinn does watch leave- Denver, watch Denver, watch
1: Denver. I heard this recently, Daryl Bevel, yeah. Dan Quinn, right. Bevel, the guy that, that coach was Russell the offensive Wilson, coordinator of the Seahawks right. during the, right. During the the, 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 the glory days of the Seahawks and Dan Quinn with that same defense and has this the Seahawks background, and they've got a great defense in Denver. Just watch a Quinn and Daryl Bevel package where Bevel fixes Russell Wilson. Yeah. Quinn gets that defense to Legion of Boom Heights. Just keep an eye on that one. But then then the Cowboys got to figure something
2: out. Well, yeah, and hopefully, like to what you're saying, they don't go, uh, uh, you know, their, their defense is built for the Seattle scheme, how are they? how they play right now. That's where they kind of messed up with Mike Nolan. They were playing the Seattle scheme, and then they went to Mike Nolan, who you know, plays more of the what we talk about, big 3-4 type of stuff. They didn't have the players, and then they went back to a Seattle scheme coach, and it all worked out the right way. So hopefully that would be the first thing. Hey, let's stay within the realm of the talent we have on defense here and play a scheme that makes sense for, for what we got. I think the other order of business is that, that, hey, you said it to start the show, Mike. Dallas is awesome. We know they got freaks. But the two teams that we've talked about that are the cream of the crop with winning battles up front week after week all year long are the two teams that are in the NFC Championship game, the 49ers and the Eagles, both sides of the ball, top five offensive lines, defensive lines. I don't you know, you know, people with smart minds would disagree probably where they rank, ranked, but they're at the, near the top. We know that. So Dallas doesn't have that. Dallas is missing, you know, Another marquee D lineman, or at least another marquee defensive tackle. We heard that that was another big injury. Carlos Watkins gets gets hurt yesterday, one of their best interior D tackles. That was a huge part of the football game. So they're missing a few studs, I think, for us to quite put them in the class of the Eagles and Niners still. Another stud defensive lineman, probably need another stud weapon right? Just as we just talked about. You talk about the Eagles and then the 49ers and you go, wait, no, the Cowboys don't have those weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They don't. So, uh, they're close. And that's where, don't blame it all on Dak. Dak wasn't great yesterday, but they need some things to, to finish out the roster to put them in the class of the Chiefs, the the 49ers and the Eagles. And I don't think they're quite there yet when you really round it all out.
1: And I I look, I always want to be right in our prognostications. I had picked the 49ers to win and to cover. And so they're up seven and I'm thinking, Hey, this is pretty good. I kind of, what was the spread finally
2: get to What was it?
1: It was, I don't know. It was four when we made our picks. I don't know where, where it ended up, but uh, when I saw four, I thought that's too low. 49ers are too good. They're going to win by more than four. I thought they'd win by more than 10, frankly. So the fact that it was seven is impressive performance by the Cowboys. But Chris, yeah, I love chaos, and I love a great finish. And when it's 19-12, I'm thinking, all right, here's what's going to happen. Because it was 16-12, 49ers driving. I said to my son, let's hope for a field goal here. Then the Cowboys get it down 7 See if they get down the field. If they score a touchdown, what are they going to do? They're going to try to tie it with the guy who can't make extra points. They're going to go for two and win it twenty to nineteen, like Super Bowl twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. And we had a conversation about Super Bowl twenty-five because that—that's just—I love that. I picked a game recently, twenty to nineteen, because I just always think of that this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, they couldn't even. The Cowboys couldn't even get going. They had one drive that petered out so quickly they were able to punt right and and have all their timeouts, and then. And then got the ball back, fueled in part by Elijah Mitchell. Oh my God. I know it's tough when you're running full speed to get a first down. You have Micah Parsons bearing down on you. It's very difficult to stay in bounds.
2: Yeah, and, and it saved the Cowboys I mean, and gave it them it that one more this, chance.
1: But, but, right. But what do you do here, Chris? You've got I mean you get the first down where is the space where you can just take a knee when you're right up against the sideline right, and you it, cut it back hard.
2: inside and get killed by Michael Parsons what do you do No you're right and and again you're just where you kind of want to go down you're right Michael Parsons was there you are on the sideline you're just past the first down marker but yeah it's one of those where you got to try to do a quarterback slide something like that and uh, do your best there but yeah that, that, that but you game, got
1: no window you've got no window it's, it's very to hard cut to it do back inside and get blown you up. might
2: have to get hit right I think it's right Mike I, I don't disagree with you I think he got stuck in a tough spot definitely I, I'd be shocked if Shanahan and company hadn't told them stay in bounds but they might have also told them hey first down was more important than anything so just get the first down and they were willing to deal with the rest of the repercussions you know, and and again, that was a, a yeah, a big part of the game. But, you know, Mike, just even backing it up, that drive before to go up the field, that said it all. It kind of explained everything we just talked about. You know, what was it? It was 13 plays, 64 yards and eight minutes to go up seven. That kind of just tells you, like, like you said, offensive line battle there. They just kind of wore out that. That cowboy defensive line there, and um, yeah, it was just it was an impressive physical, you know, detailed football game by the San Francisco 49ers, and um, yeah, that was maybe the least detailed thing they did right there, and it got a little dicey. But like like you said, I never felt like oh no, they're in trouble here, just because of the way Dallas's offense looked, you know, throughout the day. And the Cowboys had their first chance
1: down seven, with three minutes and four seconds to go. Yeah, right. Technically 259. Right. 259. So 82 yards to go. Right. 259 in all three timeouts. Yeah. And, And it was three and out. You can't have a three and out in that setting. Whether that's on Dak, whether that's on Mike McCarthy, whether that's on the other players, you can't have incomplete pass, incomplete pass, sack. You can't have that. Season on the line. I said that's you know I I remember you know we're locking in we you watch football all day and or wait to get on a plane and the whole trap and here we are this is it the day comes down to this three minutes left three timeouts down seven seasons on the line what do you got yeah and they didn't have
2: shit they didn't have exactly they didn't have anything right they didn't they didn't have any you know I think that was the disappointing thing for me. We saw a few teams who had some answers of what the 49ers do to make some plays, where there you felt like, hey, there's a little bit of an understanding, and they got a clue, and they're clued in on what the 49ers like to do in certain situations and down and distances. You know, we, we talked about it last week in the podcast. Now, the 49ers defense over the last five or six weeks, it, teams have moved the ball, they've scored points. You know, and then we get into what we've heard, you know, what we talked about during the podcast: Chiefs, Dolphins. Raiders, they did some things because they understood the rules of the defense. I never felt like that last night you know, from the Cowboys, that they ever had a feel for, oh, wait, this is what they're going to do, and we know to expose that rule and make things tough on them to get them out of their normal realm of their defenses. That never happened. They never made a few plays to where you felt like, oh, man, the 49ers are going to have to change what they're doing here because the Cowboys got them. They, They got them in a tough bind. They really controlled the game throughout, and, yeah, I just think there was a, uh, you know, a lack of surgicality, like I like to say there, as far as from the Dallas. It was just a play here, a play there, a play here, a play there, but never anything really consistent throughout the day. And on that penultimate
1: drive, to use one of
2: Miles Simmons' favorite words
1: that I hate to use because it sounds just a little too fancy when you can just say next to last, but anyway, penultimate drive – Michael Gallup was open to the inside on that second down play. Right. And Dak just missed him. Yeah. He just missed him. I mean, again, we'll we'll talk about this with Jared Goff. Right. Right. That's the first one. Yep. The second one is the one where Gallup is open and Dak misses him. He's got time to set up and throw it, and he misses him to the outside. And we've said it about Jared Goff. We've said it about Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you make the big throw in the big spot? And that was his chance. That was his opportunity, and he missed it, Chris. He missed it.
2: Yeah, he did. He had, he had a chance, there's no doubt. And you don't get a lot of big plays against this defense. We know that, right? And we saw, like Aaron Rodgers last year, hit a post like that late in the game to beat the, the 49ers. You know, we saw, I saw Patrick Mahomes hit a post like that in their game to put the 49ers away. You know, those plays are there, the way, the style of the 49ers play. I do think Dak, Mike, as he was getting ready to throw, had kind of somebody by his armpit that adjusted, you know, the way he wanted to throw it again. But yeah, that's, you know, Rubins racing and he was open. And when it's all said and done and he watches the film today, he's going to go, damn, I don't care. I still should have hit that throw. Uh, you don't have a lot of opportunities. But then, Mike, you know, to have that, miss that on second down, get sacked on third down, and then... You know, one other thing we could, you know, maybe pick apart. I don't think it's a huge deal, but still, it it maybe cost them an extra 20, 30 seconds of having the ball. Hey, you get sacked, zero yard loss. It's fourth and ten. Get the punt team out there and hurry up. You know, instead they let 35 seconds run off the clock to where that could have been another few plays before the two-minute warning. That could have maybe gave them a little extra time on that last drive to to maybe have a little more wiggle room and put something together and this is all a combination of planning, preparation,
1: thinking through all of the potential iterations of a game and the permutations of how things play out being decisive. I saw Mike McCarthy on the sideline telling his guys, let's go, but those guys got to go. They got to go. You got to know when to go, get the special teams out there, get the ball snapped, get the kickoff. Now the way it, it ended, the 49ers had the ball with two oh five, and they had the opportunity to pass. And We've seen teams do this before. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, boy, whoa, what a great idea. We've That's seen what you're supposed to do. Because the clock's stopping anyway. Right, right. The clock is stopping anyway, so throw the ball. If it's incomplete, it's still stopping for the two-minute warning. Exactly. There was a game this year, I think, a Monday night game where that happened, and we are like, oh, it was like they discovered plutonium. No, that's the way it works. You have time when you're in that spot with the last snap before the two-minute warning. You can throw the ball. It's like the Cowboys didn't even see it coming, and that fueled that drive. But, but so you're, you're right. They, they they pissed away thirty-some seconds that they that could have given them more time. Because here's what it came down to: even with the Elijah Mitchell running out of bounds, they eventually stop him. Well, but they were able to bleed that. They had that one play. They were able to bleed it all the way down. Right. So the Cowboys get it back on their own six with 45 seconds and no timeouts. And it's like, you want to, you want to think.
2: Yeah. But you were like, like, come on. And this defense, 94 yards, come on. 49ers. Exactly right. Yeah.
1: Going 94 yards in 45 seconds. It's just not happening. And And then, and then you start shooting yourself in the foot repeatedly. That doesn't help either. Dalton Schultz. Good God. Not one, but two screw ups with the season on the line. Two of them. Yeah where the failed to get out of bounds, got the whole crank, wind the clock because he, you know, that's, uh, I mean, it it drives people crazy because he went out of bounds, but his forward progress was stopped before he went out of bounds. So they say he didn't go out of bounds. You know, we see this from time to time. Yeah. That's the, which one was that? That's the second mistake. That's the, because that, that, that robbed us of a Hail Mary. Yeah, that's right. If, if he, if he, drags that toe or keeps that foot down. That's just basic discipline. That's your instinct, catching balls at the sideline. You develop an instinct of what it takes. John Lynch knew right away that the back foot was up. I To me, when it was happening live, it's like something didn't something looked weird there. When you watch those plays over and over again, there's a rhythm to it. There's a pattern to it. And it's like something didn't look right. Yeah. And they start talking about it. Ah, yeah. The right foot yeah. was up. Right. right foot was up. Think about the difference in that final play. I mean, that final play we're going to talk about, you got a different experience altogether with one snap left. If he properly executes that catch at the sideline, Chris.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, we're going to get a chance to see like you're talking about, we're going to get to see Dak Prescott move around and hopefully buy time and throw the ball up to Michael Gallup, CD lamb and see if something lucky can happen. I mean, yeah, one more last dramatic moment. I don't know. Again, I unlikely that anything happens there. Uh, but you know, again, I think it was tough sledding, the position they were in. And, yeah, it wasn't perfect at the end. I don't think it's enough to where we're going to sit here and we don't need to demoralize Mike McCarthy. Yeah, they should have punted the ball quicker. That's for sure. But I think ultimately, too, hey, we we know the, the team that was better won the football game. We, we You said it. You thought the 49ers would win by 10, maybe more. Dallas put up a valiant effort. They did. Their offense wasn't able to consistently do anything throughout the day. The 49ers defense was smothering. And then Shanahan didn't let the Cowboys, you know, do things that we saw all year where they beat teams because their defense got the offense an extra possession or two or scored themselves or gave the ball to the Cowboys on the five yard line. You know, So that, that's where I really think the 49ers put it together and played the right way yesterday, especially with a rookie quarterback who definitely hasn't seen a defense like that yet. Uh, so that'll go a long way, too, to giving him confidence against the Eagles, who do some crazy stuff as well. You know, But now he'll be a little bit more accustomed to it and comfortable with it, and hopefully he, Brock Purdy can make a few plays this week, too. I was going to let
1: the moment pass when you said that you don't want to demoralize Mike McCarthy because I think you meant demonize. Yeah, That's I meant to say that. The exactly. only reason I'm yeah, thank you. The only reason I'm pausing is is you were trying to say valiant and it came out valent.
2: <laughs> well, I kind of like the word valent. <laughs> It's, it's, I kind of like valent. I, yeah, I, yeah. 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 I, I mean, you're right. I don't even know what I was trying to say there. It's, it's still early on. Valiant, Monday morning. Valiant has that
1: flair to it. Valent yeah. Valiant though, there's got to be a time and a place <laughs> and a proper definition for the word valent. I think the word valent needs to inter- <laughs> it, it be introduced into the lexicon. We need to find a, a meaning for it. Okay. So yeah. so, yeah. Second straight year. Right. Playoff game against the 49ers. Comes down to one play. Now, look, last year was more realistic. And, and and here's the irony, if we're using it properly here, and we probably aren't. Last year, the goal was to avoid a Hail Mary. This was a deliberate decision to eschew a Hail Mary. But remember, last year, the whole quarterback draw was aimed at getting it close for a reasonable shot at the end zone from about the 30. Right. The quarterback draw fifteen seconds, fourteen seconds left, the whole idea draw, play, slide, run to the line, spike it, have a second left, throw it to the end zone. And it was a poorly executed play because they didn't account for the fact that the umpire had to get through the quarterback in the center to the football and and reset it before they were able to snap it and spike it. So that was the big criticism of coaching detail, execution, planning, preparation, the kind of stuff that certain coaches who are currently available to be hired and who've been linked to the Cowboys in the past are buttoned up about all the time and Mike McCarthy just isn't so so I was very intrigued as we approach the final play from want to make sure I had the yard line right it was the 24 yard line because it would have been the 39 if Dalton Schultz drags his foot or gets that second foot in much different 15 extra yards much different so from the 24 with 76 yards to go and one play left here comes Ezekiel Elliott as the center and I'm thinking this is gonna be interesting now it wasn't very interesting. I, I was hoping we'd hold that. Let's 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 not show that yet. Let's let's pretend we didn't see that. I want to set it up before we show this again. Of course, I think it's too late for that. Um, Ezekiel Elliott comes out as the center, and I'm thinking, Chris, what what uh, what are they what are they doing here? Man. Like, and and as as I'm processing it, it's like, aha, you're going to do a Stanford band play, so why not have somebody who's more adept and capable of of being part of the Stanford band hot potato lateral chain. This is brilliant. Now, what I don't understand is why there were... And I need to see who exactly was lined up left and right. I think there are – were they all skill position players? Well, were there any offensive No, I think there is. I think there's there? two
2: offensive linemen on both sides. I think there's two down here, right in the bottom, right in front of the two. I think you got two there. Yeah. And I think you do okay. have one or two up top, too, in, be, uh, in between the two receivers as well. Right? Now, so, I don't know why they're there. Yeah. What, I don't know the, either. What's the point
1: of having – especially when you throw it to the inside. I can understand having – the offensive lineman there if the goal was the the receiver's going to step back and catch a screen and get it all started and the offensive linemen are going to going to take on the first guy from the 49ers and then right. you just buy some time to throw right. the lateral right right that's what makes sense to me yep. apparently they were decoys and the whole idea was the whole idea was throw the ball apparently apparently the idea was to get this thing started by throwing the ball to Cavante Turpin who I think was supposed to then pitch it to Ezekiel Elliott uh, now we can play. <laughs> that, that's the concept. It didn't work out that way because as, as Miles Simmons pointed out via text immediately after this, the 49ers were having none of that shit. No, no, it was just it. done. That was the most abrupt and sudden ending to a Stanford band play. I have ever seen a perfect form tackle from Jimmy Ward of Kevante Turpin. While Ezekiel Elliott is trucked onto his butt. Almost thrown into the ankles of Dak Prescott, that the way the 49ers pounced on that, I, I I saw somebody characterize it this way on Twitter, and I think it's the perfect way to put it. I wish I could give the person credit. It's like the moment in the original Indiana Jones movie where the guy has his sword out and he's swinging it around and he's going to do all this stuff right Indiana Jones just pulls out his gun and shoots yeah that was that moment (laughs) perfect way to put it
2: wait great way to scare Uh, me with all that crap wait I could just end this right here (laughs) though great 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 showmanship there no you're right I don't know what they were trying to do I think you're kind of right it looks like they were trying to get a short pass pitch it to Ezekiel Elliott now he's behind offensive linemen who were out on the edge and then you go up the edge and try to. To go from there. We'll see. Either way, it was going to take a miracle. We know that. Uh, yeah. that that's for sure and yeah, it wasn't properly executed and the 49ers again. They're a team that we've seen. They're very good in situational football. They're great tacklers. They're aggressive like you talk about all the time. That showed up yesterday. Even Cowboys did a lot of good things in the game and they brought it like you said. It was hitting. I mean, it was, it was a lot of smacking of pads and helmets and everything yesterday. But I think ultimately, you know, what we saw that last drive by the 49ers or the second-to-last drive to, to kick the field goal is just the difference. they just got a few more studs and a little more size that just ultimately wore down the Dallas Cowboys, and they need a few more players in, in that department, Dallas. They're not quite in the class of the Eagles or, or the 49ers in that department.
1: There was talk before the wild card game against the Buccaneers that Mike McCarthy could be in grave danger. Is there another kind? If they had lost that game, they win, and that just reaffirms everything. But after the way last night ended, because that last play, it's, they, I, it was still a miracle, but they, they, they gave us something to kind of get on the edge of our seats about. And then to have it end with a thud like that, it just makes it glaring. It makes it weird. It makes it strange. So inevitably, Jerry Jones, the owner of the team, was asked the question after the game about whether or not this affects Mike McCarthy's status. Have a listen to Jerry Jones post-game following the loss to the 49ers. No. No. at no, all. No. And um, uh,
0: their decision uh, for the kicker was exonerated with his... I uh, feel gold in my mind and I'm uh, proud for him, uh, but uh, this is, uh, this is uh, very uh, significant to wow. not win
2: tonight. Wow. He wanted to cry, he so the to cry, cry was, right does there it looked like it.
1: Yeah. Didn't it? Does this change your thinking? Well, yeah, absolutely. Does this change your thinking about Mike McCarthy and it was no, no, not at all? Um, I, and I disagree with the idea that the decision about kicker Brett Maher was exonerated because he made a field goal because he missed an extra point. The one that was blocked, it would have missed badly. He should thank them for blocking it because it would have been embarrassingly wide left right. if it hadn't been blocked. So you make that extra point, you're down six. You're playing for the win if you can make the extra point. But I, th- no, no they, they miss. I still think they mishandled the whole Brett Maher thing. I, I, there's so many other kickers out there. I, I don't think he was ready to go by virtue of the fact that he missed his first extra
2: point. Well, so the big either the, field goal they, later the, it the was way they made the game, field goal. yeah, it was twenty
1: five yards. I right. can make a twenty five yard field well, goal. Well, and
2: then they they had to manage the game. They were managing him playing the game because they weren't sure if he could hit field goals too. I mean, oh, you know, finally they he made one because they were like, damn, we we got no choice here. So he's going to have to kick this one. We just he's, we got to see if he can do it. And like you said, the other one was a chip shot. So you know the second one they were you know when the forty three yarder. You I mean we? I got the sense they didn't really want to do it, but they were like, "Okay, all right, well, we, we got to see Can do it. Can he right. It was fourth and eight? Right, it's fourth and eight. So they we were stuck. Right, they had to do it. Right. Right. If to it do was it.
1: fourth and five, fourth and four. They I were bet they gonna go, go for it. it,
2: right? And I think that again, his his struggles definitely. There was a few, I think, second and third down situations where plays were called differently by the Dallas Cowboys because. They were thinking about the field goal situation and lack of consistency from the field goal kicker there. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if that was exonerated or not. Uh, We talked about that a lot during the week, but uh, it was certainly an issue yesterday.
1: Well, as of Friday, the NFL had visions of neutral site conference championships dancing. Suck it, play. NFL.
2: You don't get neutral site. The sight. Bengals. Yes, eat The it. Bengals <laughs> had something yes. to say about that. Woo. We'll talk about that next Screw that neutral oh God, site crack.
1: <laughs> yes. Sorry. So it's going to be a long day it after is. this show's over. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. <laughs>